You're getting the most out of being at a game with American Express. The card member entrance, the lounge, and out tip-off. See how to elevate your live sports experience at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. We are here on the uh, face of Mercury, uh, <laughs> recording the Hangtime Podcast Fire Edition. Man, it's a hot one. Sekou <laughs> Smith, Lang Whitaker, and uh, our special guests from here at Summer League in Las Vegas, our main man, Captain Summer League himself, Matt D'Agostino. Matt, uh, listen, the record for Summer League attendance has been broken. You've crossed... <laughs> How many states and seen how many games in the last? See, we went uh, Atlanta to Orlando, Orlando, pit stop in Denver, Denver to Vegas, and all said and done, it'll be uh, just shy of three weeks, 19 days, I think. What do you have, a death wish? (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning just how big of a grind it really is. Um, I thought 11 or 12 days in Vegas would be bad. Uh, Then we tacked on Orlando. Um, To say I'm dragging at this point would be an understatement. Who does? I mean, who does this? Apparently, I do. <laughs> You've seen some great basketball, though. Yeah, seen a lot I've, of basketball. Actually, seen some some promising rookies and some some better basketball than than the average summer league presents. The good news is he's now starting at the two for the Pelicans next season. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's been a, an interesting stretch um, with this celebrated draft class. Like you were at the draft. Yep. Um, you know, Lonzo Ball, the top five picks, all these guys, Markel Fultz. We've seen glimpses of all of them in action. Injuries have kept some of them out of the mix, but the Lonzo Ball show, I got a chance to see it in person the other night, which it's it's a it's a legitimate movement. There is a different energy in the building when he plays. You're wearing your big baller brand shoes, I see. Yeah. <laughs> now, somebody's got to wear them because he's certainly not wearing them. <laughs> Shout out to uh, B- Triple B's. Yeah. Um, but it, it, have you felt the that that different energy, guys, just what he – like you get – I mean, you're here now. I mean, I don't know if – I've been here five minutes. Well, I was going to say, yeah. But, I mean, Dags, have you seen just how different the building is when he's there? Yeah, Friday night, the first night uh, in Vegas, uh, he makes his debut. His dad, his brothers are all in attendance. Floyd Mayweather's there. Uh, right? I mean, it was a spectacle. And I had heard going in, you know, you're going to see how well the Lakers fans travel Um the building was sold out on Friday night to see Lonzo. And he didn't even have a great game, but just the energy in the building was something I never anticipated seeing in a, in a summer league game. It had a legitimate playoff-type atmosphere for a Friday night summer league game in Las Vegas. Yeah. I, I wonder if um, – see, normally at this point of summer league, I, I've covered the like the, the tail end of Vegas summer league the last couple of years. And normally at this point, like today's the loser bracket of games. <laughs> that was the, the loser brackets when they had Saker and I announcing games on TV the last few years. Easy. <laughs> well, I got to start one of the broadcasts by saying, are you a loser? Well, if so, <laughs> you're probably here with us. Um, 
but after the loser bracket, then it gets to the elimination games. And the last, you know, Sunday there's two games. Monday there's one game. And normally it's it's a little anticlimactic. You know, all the, some of the guys have been shut down for injuries, and um, the only teams left are the teams trying to win. Um, the Lakers are still alive, and I wonder if they're able to keep this thing going. If it's a totally different uh, weekend experience this year, well, it's kind of followed a, a typical. Las Vegas weekend, if you're just here to to enjoy uh, life on the Strip. You know, I got here one thirty in the morning on Thursday night, and there were people. I had to wait 30 minutes just to check into my hotel at one thirty in the morning. Um, and then Friday, everything, the whole place is, is buzzing. You get through the weekend, and then Monday comes, and it's like, oh, like everybody's kind of gone now. Like people have jobs and things like that. So uh, you've definitely seen it kind of dip down a bit. But I wonder, and you guys – probably no more than I do having been here for this final weekend more, but I wonder you get a little bit of the, the fresh weekend crowd in um, Lakers are still in it. Like you said, so maybe, you know, it kind of spikes a little bit here uh, coming through the weekend. I think the real difference is having a star player that people, you know, normally the, the rookies, the prize rookies have shut it down. You know, the teams have shut them down for whatever reason, or they're not here anymore. When you have, a guy like Lonzo Ball. And you know what? I felt like for so long in this process, he's gotten so much over-the-top attention, but really it was his dad. This is the first chance a lot of people have had to see him play on a consistent basis. Um, and I'm telling you, even even our man John Schumann sent me a text copping to the fact that he really loves the way Lonzo Ball plays. It's, and it's it's eating him alive, I'm sure, because he's not going to be – um, a Schumann player in terms of making the numbers all add up and, and make sense. But the way he passes the ball and, and sees the floor, you can, I could see it last night watching him because the vantage point, Dax, Dax and I were sitting on, you know, we're basically on the end of the baseline, second, you know, in that second row of seats, like elevated. You can see him seeing a guy up the court the same way we can, and then trying to make the pass or trying to make the right play. And it's just that's the stuff that basketball fans love to see as a player who excites like that. Well, I'm talking to Lonzo last night, uh, somebody was asking him how much of those plays where he just launches it down the court and somebody's ahead of the rest of the defense to get an easy bucket, how much of that is Lonzo's talent and how much of that is other guys being aware of it and uh, Judd Bushler who's coaching the Lakers in summer league basically said it's 90% Lonzo at this point once we secure a rebound the guys just know, know. fly Kyle Kuzma and, knows and, he's getting yeah free, and, getting free buckets. Uh, you want to talk about a guy who's actually played pretty well out yeah, here yeah. Lakers like him a lot but um, yeah they're just they're just running go routes and Lonzo's hitting them for touchdowns it is like seven on seven almost it's, it's like watching flag football I'm excited to see him play I'm, I mean I'm, I'm ex- I was just thinking like I, I don't remember who won the summer league last year Bulls. that's right and then the year before was maybe the Spurs with Becky Hammond the year before that it was the Rockets were one of the two teams in the final game but I don't remember who won um, but like I mean we don't it's sort of like this league that comes and goes and it doesn't have much staying power in your memory because I mean, it's not really designed to it's, you know, it's getting ready for the season. Um, I was texting safety the other day, but my guy, John Collins dunking all over people. Yeah. You ready to give him the, uh, MVP and the slam. Dunk yeah, title I'm ready. And take responded summer league. 
<laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, that is what Summer League is. I mean, you know, Nate Robinson has his jersey retired at Summer League. I was going to say, yeah, I mean. So, but I do think this is a chance that, you know, maybe this is one of those Summer Leagues that we remember for a while because of what Lonzo's doing. And now, to me, the question is, how does this translate to the regular season? Yeah. Does the show go on the road? Um, and is he able to do this against better competition? I think he's able to do a lot of it with better, comp- you know, talent. You know, around him, which is going to make a huge difference. But, you know, I was joking with you earlier, Deion Glover, you know. I mean, there have been some players who came through Summer League and tore it up, and people never forget about it. But Summer League is different now. It's it's the spectacle that is Vegas. Like, I covered the Rocky Mountain Review forever. Nobody was watching these games around the clock back then. Nobody was paying attention to it on social media then. So it wasn't the same juiced up atmosphere like I'm I'm not only was Lonzo Ball really good like a bunch of other people played really well yesterday like a bunch of other guys some guys who won't be in the NBA some guys who will but it's like I think that ratchets up the competition for everybody when you have that kind of attention being paid to it this late day seven people are still in the building like I saw some executives um, scouts Coaches, when we talked, you know, got a chance to holler at our man, Teron Lewis, the Cleveland Cavaliers. These guys wouldn't normally still be around. They'd have cut out already for Turks and Caicos. And there are a bunch of people still here because I, I talked to several of them yesterday that wanted to get a look at Alonzo Ball. At. Like, I want to see Ball. I want to see some of these other guys. Josh Jackson, you know, is here. I mean, and I like, I like all these guys. It's not just Alonzo Ball. I really like. And I'm not kidding you here. I, I wasn't sure what I thought of Jason Tatum based on his college season. But watching him over the course of the summer league, he's another one. Like, you can put all these guys in a category of must see how they grow and develop because I think they got a chance to be stars. And I think that all kind of points back to time will tell. But as of right now, this draft class looks to be a pretty darn good one. Um, I mean, just in terms of point guards, I mean, every night you could look at the schedule and say, all right, tonight it's uh, Ball versus Fox, or it's Fox versus Smith, or every game seemed to have some sort of good point guard matchup. Now, whether those guys actually sat or played was, uh, you know, a little bit of a different story, but You've got a lot of these guys who have all acquitted themselves very well. Tatum, I, I think, has been the most impressive to me, and really? it's funny. I mean, he's going to be fighting for legitimate minutes on that Celtics roster this year, so you may not even get to see how good he is uh, for any long stretch of time here for another year or two. Um, but it seemed like everybody who was supposed to play well did play well out here in Vegas. If Dennis Smith, by the way, Lang, had finished this dunk last night, he would have stolen the night. From, from yeah, but I'm we can't you. we can't talk about that because <laughs> that's it's a missed dunk. Like if I you, know, but hey, I'm telling you, you, you know who else can miss a dunk? Me. <laughs> I'm telling you, people were prepared. To I know. Lose I don't care. I don't want to hear it. I was cracking up watching. Hey, you know who Twitter's made, reaction? You know who to made it? a dunk? John Collins. No, over gosh. about five guys. Somebody gave him a t-shirt, and a cape. <laughs> I'm um, hoping to get his jersey after to, today. Yeah, after they get, go home again, and that and that's the the other side of this thing is got to temper some expectations for some of these guys. That, yeah. Because what we see from certain guys based on the position they play or the the competition they were dealing with is going to be fool's gold from summer league. We've seen this happen a bunch of times. Right. Where we get 
hyped up on a guy based on, man, he looked great in summer league. You get to the regular season, he's barely scratching. He's going to be G leagueing it left and right, you know, some guys. Now, John Collins has it since – since your Hawks decided to burn He's the house start. down. He might be starting. Yeah, he might Hawks. be. <laughs> well, but that's for another conversation. Yeah. But, you know, my my big takeaway from this summer is going to be with all the free agent yeah. stuff that went on and all this stuff, how much of this lasts into training camp for some of these young guys? Like, who takes this time between now and the start of training camp, gets a little rest, recharges the battery, goes back to into the lab and figures out what I got to get a lot better at, and then shows up in training camp ready to participate with the vets. Also, well, as Matt was saying, it's it, a lot of it, I think, is going to come down to opportunity for yeah. these guys. You know, like Jason Tatum, as great as he has been in summer league, it's it's a numbers game there yeah. in Boston. And, you know, for Alonzo, he's, he's going to come in and get the ball on day one. Um, so I, I, you know, a lot of it's opportunity and who can take advantage of that and, and who doesn't squander that opportunity. Um, summer league is sort of a, exists in a vacuum, right? Like it happens and then we go home and then you kind of think, Oh, well, this guy was really good. What happened to him? Well, maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't, but what, what happens in Vegas doesn't always stay in Vegas. <laughs> we can hope it doesn't always stay in Vegas. Um, we, I mentioned, we talked to, to Ron Lou, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, but Dags, you've been all over the place, so you know. Hopefully, you come away from this summer with a, like you know just a different appreciation to me for some of these guys that you've seen. Because Lang and I talk about it all the time on the podcast, we don't watch enough college hoops no. to be as schooled on some of these guys as we need to be. Just, like Justin Jackson, I was super impressed watching him. Just the way he plays. I know he played on the national championship team. His profile's a little higher. Dennis Smith, I watched him when he was on YouTube highlights when he was a sophomore in high school, and then he got hurt. I kind of forgot about it. I had totally forgotten that he was in NC State until he got on everybody's radar. Yeah, and I think for me at least, you know, even if you watch some of these guys play in college, you don't get to hear from them a lot. Yeah. So once you actually get to talk to them and see who's kind of well-versed and who has some good thoughts about things and who actually – has an idea of what's going on out there on the court. Um, you know, uh, Dennis Smith was a guy who he's got a quiet confidence about him. I mean, he is not shy about saying, you know, people are asking him, how confident are you to get to the rack? How confident you are in this? And he says, I'm very confident. Like I, I know what I can do and I just need to go and show it. And I don't know if you guys caught it. Uh, the Mavs summer league coach, there was one of those little, um, you know, all access sound pieces and he's calling them over there to the bench during free throws. And he's telling Dennis, you got to know how you are looking out there. Your body language is going to tell the rest of your team what's going on. Even if you're frustrated with yourself, don't look frustrated because the rest of the guys are looking to you in summer league. You're expecting a coach to be like, no, you need to back screen right here, or you need to show on this. And he's talking next level stuff to a 19 year old who clearly gets it at this point about what his role is going to be on a team, what his, skill set is and what the rest of that stuff that goes into being an NBA basketball player is all about. So you get to see these guys on more of a personal level and you can tell which ones are ready for it and which ones are, um, you know, going to need a, a year or two to kind of develop. Right. I, I'm trying to figure out in addition to the, the, the players that we watch, this is also an audition 
Well, a lot of these coaches. coaches like, that's what I was just thinking. Man, you mentioned the coach. I, I, there's been some pretty interesting activity on these sidelines, man. Like, I love Walter McCarty has made no bones about the fact <laughs> he's trying to win the Summer League Championship. He wants the Boston Celtics to win the title. He, I love that, you know, it's, the Vegas Summer League has turned into a monster that, you know, it was a spectacle when it first started out. Now it's become a real monster. But I think it's also become a basketball bonanza for the coaches and everybody involved, fans, players, us, obviously. Because you you do get the entire basketball world to descend upon this city, no matter how sizzling hot it is. Basketball, the basketball world is here. This is where they're going to be at some point in July, you know, whether it's the NBA, whether it's the little – Bitty ballers I've seen running around the hotel here on their way to the you know Las Vegas Convention Center for their tournament. The, the high school studs that'll be here next week. You know the people on that radar. Normally we have a USA Basketball right. mini camp or something going on. So um, in the spirit of basketball in July and our summer league reflections here on the Hangtime Podcast, let's listen. Finish it up with with a nice listen to a short conversation I had with Cavaliers coach Teron Lou. And then whatever else we can dig up from Dags, Captain Summer League, summer of <laughs> sensational off-season basketball. Ball never sleeps. My U.S. tour ends on the 18th. <laughs> My European tour uh, dates have yet to be set, but uh, I'm sure they'll be posted uh, on the tour Get the your tour tickets website. at NBA.com um, slash Captain Summer League. No, I'm just kidding. That is not a real, it's not a real domain name. Um, but listen, guys, we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy summer league schedule. We know you got, you know, people to see, babies to kiss, and basketballs to uh, watch bounce. Um, so thanks for for taking a little bit of your time out with the Hangtime Podcast, Lang. Let's get you, uh, let's get you to the building. You got to get in the building. We're gonna go, yeah. man. Tip offs in twenty five exactly. minutes. Exactly. You got to go watch your Hawks get smashed on. But uh, but yeah, like I said, enjoy this. Um, enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll see you right here next week on the Hang Time Podcast. Later. Tyron Lou, coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers here. It's been a quiet summer for y'all. Normally, Cavaliers are all in the mix in the summer, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know, y'all got going on in terms of roster building, changing. How different is this now after being in the finals three straight years? Where do y'all almost need a little breather? Just kind of a chance to sit back and kind of calculate what's going on and see where you go next? Well, I mean, you know, after making three straight finals and, you know, Dan Gilbert and, and Griff and those guys did a great job of putting the roster together. And uh, we've been successful. So, you know, right now, you know, just sitting back, just kind of, you know, we don't have a lot of money to spend. So we're just kind of sitting back, waiting for guys to make moves, see who gets bought out, um, different situations. But, you know, can't complain about our roster. You know, we have a great roster. Uh, like I said, Dan, Dan Gilbert and Griff done a great job of building that roster. So um, we're happy with what we got, but we always try to look to improve what we can. Do you did you feel like after three straight runs, you know how hard that is to get to the last game of the season three years in a row, you know what I'm saying? That's that takes a toll on everybody. Did y'all do y'all need a little bit of time right now to do what you're talking about? Like to look, you know, just look back and see what worked, what didn't, and what works going forward. For I need team? I need some time. <laughs> you know, so I know those guys need time, but um, you know, it's just, it's just a blessing. You know, yeah. a lot of guys don't even make it to this point in their career, you know, make it to the NBA Finals. So just being blessed to be, you know, part of a great team that we have, having LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin. And our guys, you know, they play hard every night, compete, make everybody around them better. So I'm just happy to be in this situation and, um, you know, hopefully we can keep this run going. 
it's almost like uh, like in boxing when they say somebody cleaned out the division. They're like, dudes was heading west. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like y'all cleaned out the division a little bit. I know, you know, Boston had a Gordon Hayward, obviously. Yeah. But the East just looks completely different now compared to what it was a couple years ago. You had a 60-win Atlanta team. You know what I'm saying? It was like four or five teams that looked like they was charging. And now they look like everybody's had to take a step back. Even, you know, Paul George is going. It's different, different landscape in the East going forward. Well, that's good. <laughs> but it's, it's not going to be easy. But I know when you lose two, two great players like, you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, Paul George, they, those guys go to the West. Um, it's big for us, but I mean, still our conference is tough. You know, you still got Toronto, you, know, you still got Boston, you still got Washington. So these teams, are, you know, they're, they're still playing at a high level. And then those other teams like Detroit, you know, Miami, those teams are good teams also. So um, it's not going to be easy, but with those two guys leaving the East, I mean, it does make it better for us, but it's still not going to be easy. When you talk about, and this last thing, when you talk about getting better internally, like, what do y'all look at going into offseason? and point out to all these guys specifically about what you got to do to get better, just the guys coming back. And, you know, it's hard to look at and go, well, we've been in the finals three straight years, but we got to get better at this, 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 and this. Like, what do, you, what do you look at? Well, I think just for us, I think, you know, injuries this year plagued us a little bit. But I think defensively, just having a defensive, you know, mindset to start the season. I know they always think when we get to the playoffs, we can turn up defensively, which we did this year. But I just want to see us have a, a great defensive effort throughout the course of the season. And that's something we're going to focus in a lot this year. Appreciate you, boys, as always, man. Sure. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes for a new episode every single Thursday this season. And as always, people, remember, say kuna matata.